Ships went sailing often, and most of the time, they would return home. There was the occasion where they would be sunk, lost at sea, and sometimes unlucky enough to run across pirates. Now, whatever would happen to these ships, the crew would end up falling to the same fate. Except in the case of Mary Celeste, she would set sail one day with a full and experienced crew. And less than a month later, she would be spotted, sailing alone, with no clue as to what happened to her crew. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to talk to everybody again. You guys, I was so sick last week. I had no voice. I was throwing up. Oh man, it it was rough. Um, yesterday, I started to feel a little better. My voice came back. I was doing better than, than I have been. And I was really struggling because I couldn't do an episode for you guys. I thought about coming out here and doing it, but I honestly, you guys, my voice was so bad you could not have understood me. So, I'm sorry that I skipped last week, but I am here today, and I don't know what's going on with me in electronics this week, you guys. Oh man, um, I worked on an art project last night, and it totally, like, crashed and didn't save it, and I spent, like, five hours, four or five hours on this project, probably closer to four. Anyways, a lot of time, and it didn't save at all. And I went to upload some YouTube content that we talked about, you know, like, two weeks ago, And the, I was gonna add just like an audio sound wave over just like a picture, like a logo of our stuff because I don't have videos for all of my uploads, obviously. So that way we could get it on YouTube because I know a lot of you guys would rather listen to it to the podcast there. Um, I couldn't get that to work either. Like nothing would save, everything was crashing. it's It's been a week for electronics and me. So that was great on top of being sick. Um, So I think I'm just going to do just a normal logo right now. If I can get the audio sound wave to work, I'll add that later. But I have no idea what's going on with me in electronics. And I know we talk about that all the time. And I just, I struggle apparently. Anyways, sorry I skipped, you know, last week. And I know it's not really last week, but it it was two uploads. So to me, it was an entire week. glad you guys were patient with me like I said super sick and that's what it's like to have children and to work a job so anyways we're here today and we're going to talk about the case of Mary Celeste this is a monstrous mystery this is about a ghost ship and oftentimes when you look up Mary Celeste you will see that it's called ghost ship and that's kind of the name that people know her by better than her actual name. I know it's kind of weird. Anyways, before we get too much into Mary Celeste, I wanted to tell you a tiny bit about her backstory. Um, I will be referring to her as a she, her. For some reason, that's just kind of what we know ships as. Um, I think that's kind of interesting, but just so you know. Anyways, she originally was named Amazon and would sail as Amazon for a very, very long time. 
During her time as Amazon, she sailed perfectly. She had no issues, no problems, no scary stories. And then she would be driven through a pretty nasty storm. Now this nasty storm would severely damage her and her owners decided that they did not want to nor have the funds to fix her up and they would just abandon the entire ship. Um, somebody spotted this ship and decided that they wanted to restore it and this ship, Amazon, would come underneath their care. They spent a lot of time, a lot of money repairing the ship and she was beautiful when she was repaired. As of right now in her history, I'm unsure if she was named Amazon or if they changed it because we don't know a ton about this time. We do know that her owner that did restore her couldn't make back the money that he had borrowed to restore her and she was seized from him and they sold Amazon or just whatever she was known as at the time off to make that money back. Again, we don't have any idea about what happened during this time. There's been some rumors and some stories that have come up through the years about how there was a lot of sickness on the boat after she was sold off. There was some death. Um, there were some stories that had spread about her that the captain got a mysterious sickness one day and just died. Um, they do know during this time though, she was involved in some other crashes. This is not only because of the rumors that were kind of going around and what we've kind of gathered, but because there's also evidence that she had been repaired, um, at least at the time, over that restoration. One of these stories is that she was in the English Channel and she smashed into another ship. Um, this actually damaged uh, the ship, obviously, and injured the crew on board. It also crashed into some fishing equipment, ruining the fishing equipment, damaging the ship. Um, and then when they were done basically wrecking it, they gave the Amazon a facelift. Not only did they repair those things that broke, but they decided they wanted to expand her. They added another level. They made her wider and just a lot bigger. And then at this point, they decided that they no longer wanted to deal with her. They wanted to sell her off. She was too much work and they would sell her to a man named Benjamin Briggs. And that's really all the history that we do know about the Mary Celeste. I know it's not a ton, but it sounds like she was a normal, smaller ship for a very long time. People just gave up on her over and over again. She got expanded on and then sold off. Nobody really wanted her though, because all of the stories were that, you know, sickness broke out on the ship, that people died on this ship, that it wasn't a great ship to own, and it was kind of like a cursed ship. But Benjamin Briggs did not believe that. He purchased the ship, and then he began to make plans with her. The days before, November 7th, 1872, Benjamin and a group of men would load up the Mary Celeste. They put six months of food and water on the ship. If you don't know a lot about ship and sailing, Oftentimes, even if they're going on a very, very small and short trip, they will load up a ton of food and water because once you're on the water, you do not know what's going to happen. You do not know if you're going to get lost, sunk, marooned, and you want to have enough food and water to survive on for you and your crew just in case the worst happens. Benjamin would also rename the Amazon the Mary Celeste, and that is what she was selling under. 
probably in hopes that the crew that he would get or new people that saw the ship or came aboard or whatever wouldn't refuse to get on or join the crew because of her past. Um, I'm not entirely sure of that fact. That is just something that I kind of assume myself. Um, now, once the food and water was loaded, 11 people climbed aboard the ship. These 11 people included the captain and his family, Benjamin Briggs, the new owner, Sarah, his wife, and Sophia, who is their two-year-old daughter. I do want to mention that they did also have an older son. This older son was currently in school, though, and they did not want to interrupt his schooling and take him out just to go on this very short trip. So they left him in the care of his grandmother while they sailed off. Now, this family was joined by the remaining eight crew members. This entire crew was handpicked by Benjamin himself. He had picked the best of the best because he wanted this voyage to be quick and go very well. On top of that, this was his brand new ship and he probably didn't want newbies doing anything on it. The crew members' names were Albert Richardson, who was his first mate. Albert had sailed with Benjamin before and Benjamin trusted him. Andrew Gilling, who was his second mate. Edward Head, who was the steward. Volkert and Boz Lorenzen, who were brothers, Ariane Martins, and I hope I say this last one right, Gotibi Gochual? It's a, it's a weird name. Anyways, every single one of these crew members had either sailed with Benjamin before, or they had been very highly recommended to him. The few that were on there that he had never heard of were considered first-class sailors. The ship was beautiful, the crew was perfect, and they should have made it very easily to Italy with no problems. Finally, once the ship was ready and they were ready, they would set sail and head out of the New York Harbor, intending to land in Italy. But they never arrived. We do have a very small timeline kind of loosely put together that we do know happened. We have proof that they docked one day for some reason or another, and the family and possibly the crew would get off the ship. The family's goal was to send a letter to the grandmother and Benjamin. The first letter that we have actually comes from the family stating that they were leaving on Tuesday, and we do believe that they were still docked at that point in the New York Harbor. The second letter is actually the very last letter they would send. This would be from Sarah, the mother, and it was directed specifically to Arthur himself. Sarah stated to Arthur that she was going to remember everything from this voyage so that they could tell him when they got home. The second letter was sent somewhere that they chose to dock, meaning that they had to have started their voyage easily and smoothly. But Arthur's family would never come home. He would never hear the stories and he would never get another letter from his family. Less than a month later, they would be spotted. On December 5th, the captain of Di Gratia, I hope I'm saying that right, would spot Mary Celeste. He was a little confused because he actually knew exactly what ship that was. Both of them had left from the same point, that New York dock. 
But the Mary Celeste had left eight days before his ship had left. Meaning by his calculations, they should have already made it to their destination. Instead though, they were drifting 400 miles east of Azores. There had been some pretty nasty weather since the beginning of this voyage and he knew of it because he was also sailing through it. And he was wondering if it was possible that they had been knocked off course or somehow gotten themselves lost or turned around. Because of this, he decided to turn his own ship around and sail to the Mary Celeste to talk to the captain or to offer any help if they needed any. Once they were next to the ship, they would board it. And right away, things were weird. The ship's carts had been tossed about. All the belongings of all of the men were still in their rooms. Two of the pumps on board had been disabled. Most of the cargo that was alcohol was intact and still there. All of the food and water that they had loaded up onto the ship was still there. And on top of that, there was a foot of water throughout the entire ship sloshing around. But what made it weirder was that there was not a single person on that ship. They did notice that a lifeboat was missing. Upon further inspection, it was not only unmanned, but it was virtually undamaged. They began to investigate a little bit further. There was, as I said, no damage, no evidence of any foul play, just a missing lifeboat and a missing crew. Because they didn't know what had happened and they were concerned, the captain would leave enough people on that ship to man it back to the nearest dock. They followed that ship as well because they were unsure if it could really sail and it sailed perfect, proving even further that there was no damage. It looked as though the crew members just loaded up this life raft and just abandoned the ship, abandoned a perfectly good ship for an unknown reason. Once they were docked, they began to get the authorities involved. They began to continue to look further to try to find out where all of these men, women, and child had gone to. They found the ship's log and they decided to read the entries. Nine days, Benjamin had written an entry at about 5 a.m. This entry stated that the ship and the crew were within sights of the Azores Island. This was the same island that the ship was spotted by unmanned and abandoned. The crew who had stumbled across the empty Mary Celeste believed that they decided to try to go somewhere on the raft, whether that meant the island, the nearest dock, or just to get away, and they were swept into the waters because of the weather, and they perished. The authorities didn't believe that though. They actually believed that the men who investigated that ship in the first place had a role in everybody's disappearance. They believed that the captain of that ship, before the men and women and child on the Mary Celeste had left, was talking to the owner, Benjamin, and found out that he had insurance money on this ship. I do not know why the authorities believed this. Maybe it just is the fact that he recognized the ship, went straight there, possibly talked to the captain, and that's just what they concluded. 
But the authorities believed that this captain was under the impression that the Mary Celeste was overly insured because it had just gotten a facelift and they didn't want to risk losing any of that. Because of this, I'm also unsure as to this part. They didn't want to give him money for a long time. Now, apparently, from everything that I read, because he was the one that found the ship, brought it back in one piece, he he kind of got to claim that ship. And I'm unsure about this, and I don't understand this, but this is what I read. Um, and because he was able to claim that ship as like his, cause he found it and brought it back and the captain was nowhere to be seen and the owner was nowhere to be seen. Um, that meant that he was able to get the insurance money from it. Once again, that doesn't make sense to me because I can't just like steal something from someone and be like, this is mine, give me money for it. So I, I don't really understand that fact, but I did see that because he brought it back and he was supposed to get that insurance money and they fought to give him that insurance money for a long time. But finally, because it was actually only insured for a sixth of what the ship was worth, they decided to just hand him the money so he'd shut up. Because they couldn't figure out what had happened to the crew and the owner, and nobody came forward to claim the ship, they just sold it off. This is also weird to me because he had, you know, his son and, and the grandmother. In my mind, and maybe things were a lot different back then, that ship should have gone to the son, honestly, and the son should have been able to decide what to do with it. I can kind of see how if he was young it wouldn't, but at least nowadays, that's how things work, and it doesn't just get sold off. But that could be very different back then. Everybody was a little wary about buying this ship because they had now found out that it used to be the Amazon and now the entire crew had disappeared. But the new owner bought it and operated it without any problems at all for about 12 years. And then unfortunately, the Mary Celeste would be involved in another crash and she would sink. It sounds like the new owners wanted to be involved in an insurance fraud scheme to try to make some money. And they purposely crashed the ship, purposely sunk it in an attempt to put some money in their pockets. They did not have any luck with this. They deemed this their fault, their doing on purpose. And the new owners would walk away without a ship and without money. But it doesn't sound like we know where the Mary Celeste sunk. I read a lot about how people are trying to find the sunken ship and the spot and what it would look like now if it was still there. So as far as I know, he sunk the ship and we have no idea where. Now here's the fun part, the theories, because we want to try to figure out what happened. And so people began to talk. Sea monsters was a very, very big one. Somebody or I guess something, attacked the ship that day and killed the entire crew. This, though, is pretty easy to dismiss because the entire ship was intact. Um, if it was a Kraken, and we've talked about the Kraken actually before, that will take down entire ships. It doesn't just pick off one person at a time on the crew and let the ship just go. So it's pretty easy to dismiss the sea monster theory. Another very, very high one is pirates. I actually began to believe this one when I was listening to this story. 
But as I did more research, it became very clear that that also could not have been what happened and it was pretty easily disproved as well. Pirates will take everything of value and a lot of the times kill the crew. But all of the cargo, all of the belongings, everything was still there. And pirates not only will take any loot or anything that's valuable, they will also take all the alcohol they can get their hands on. And this ship was filled with alcohol. The only thing that was missing, and it was only partially missing, were nine of the 1,700 barrels that were loaded on board of alcohol. I say semi-missing because the alcohol inside of the barrels were missing, but the barrels were there. Pirates will take the entire barrel. They're not going to spend the time, the energy to siphon and empty that alcohol. And interestingly enough, the barrels that were missing, the alcohol was missing from the inside, were made out of red oak. Red oak is a porous wood and it will actually leak alcohol out of it because of it most of the time, leading the authorities to believe and other people who have disproved this theory that nobody took the nine barrels of alcohol, they leaked out. But then that brings up another theory. If it wasn't pirates, maybe the alcohol vapors were what caused the crew to abandon ship. Some theories believe that the head had blown off of the main latch because of these alcohol vapors and the crew was worried that there was going to be an explosion from the alcohol themselves. When they began to investigate because they were probably smelling these fumes and especially if the alcohol was leaking, they were probably smelling that as well. They would see it got blown off and they would get on the you know raft and jump overboard to prevent an explosion from happening. What disproves this though, is that other captain and crew that got on board to investigate told the authorities there was no fumes. They did not smell any alcohol when they were on the ship. On top of that, the latch had never been blown off and it was fully secure and perfect. Then people began to talk about mutiny. Mutiny has never been disproven but a lot of people feel like this is an unlikely theory. Even if they got really drunk off of this alcohol they were carrying, it's unlikely that they would overthrow the captain, especially if everybody really liked him. Another theory after reading about it and hearing about it and stuff that I feel like might be the most likely too was just that Benjamin panicked. They believe that he had an inaccurate chronometer reading and that he should have seen land three days before he actually did because of this inaccuracy. Due to that, as soon as he saw land, he ordered his entire crew and family to load up on the raft and to leave the ship behind. Something was wrong. But what's weird about this is that Benjamin was an experienced captain. So yeah, the inaccurate chrometer reading would have been scary, but especially if he knew the island he was next to, it's, it's unlikely that a really experienced captain like Benjamin would panic and completely abandon his ship. 
If that, though, didn't cause the panic, they believed that those pumps that weren't working were the thing that was causing the panic. The ship had recently carried coal from one point to another. This meant that there was most likely coal dust throughout the entire ship. This coal dust could have gotten into the pumps and caused them to fail and stop working. Like I said, they did find those pumps on the ship and some of them were deconstructed, like somebody was trying to look at them and figure out what was wrong. Because of that, it's likely that the water in the ship, especially with the storms, was building up and the captain, Benjamin, couldn't tell how much water was actually coming in and it was possible he believed that his ship was sinking and that is why they abandoned ship. I didn't really see any theories that the captain just went batshit crazy and told everybody to jump from the ship. But I feel like maybe that is likely, that he just was like, we're going down, let's leave. I just, I, I don't know what I think happened. Is it possible that they docked somewhere and the ship just wasn't properly secured? But if that was the case, I feel like the entire crew wouldn't have gone missing. Like, they should have made it home. They should, you know what I mean? It's really a mystery as to what happened to the crew on the Mary Celeste. The family on that ship with that letter that they wrote to their son made it sound like they were intending on coming back. They were sending those letters, getting him excited to hear about their voyage. And they saw the islands that they were spotted next to. So what happened to them? They disappeared without a trace. And honestly, it's likely the sea has claimed their bodies now. But that doesn't change the fact that we have no idea and may never know what happened to the crew on the Mary Celeste. This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.